Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hi, this is Johnny and welcome to this Coach House Beacon. We have the power to thrive in any situation. What do you think of that statement? Does it sound far-fetched? Does it even sound like a Christian statement? Your minds might be turning to those deeply cringeworthy motivational speakers whose video clips haunt your Facebook feed, undesired and unwanted, asking you to find the power buried deep within you to change the world. Personally, I just report spam and block it. A specific iteration of this is encountered in the workplace um, and often through these kinds of speakers, and it is the idea of a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Basically, proponents of a growth mindset say that through humility, a thirst for learning and a positive attitude, we can become amazing at almost anything we set our minds to. Those of a fixed mindset have a greater belief in inherent limits, genetics and raw talent, which determines whether or not they have the inherent ability to accomplish something. To be clear, these are brief summaries and caricatures of the two positions, which is how we often encounter them in real life. Even if you don't sincerely believe that a growth mindset works, at the very least, if your employees believe it, they'll work their socks off in whatever area you tell them to. It's good for the guy that's really rubbish at Excel who might just become better with a positive mindset. However, there are qualities that are commendable within that idea that Christians can affirm. It's hopeful, it values hard work, it requires humility, it shuns fear of failure, it encourages curiosity. A fixed mindset seems to do none of that. If I believe that I'm rubbish at maths and it's due to genetics and disposition, I do and I am, I'm not likely to improve in that area. At the extreme end, it can make you only stick to the things that you're good at and not branch out. I'm sometimes guilty of this. I can stick to artwork, writing and sports that I love, but not go beyond that. It takes a lot to make me branch out. Many of us are the same. Is there anything that a Christian can affirm in this mindset? Yes, actually. It is wise because when used correctly, it acknowledges and accepts how God has made us with dignity, with our particular abilities and characteristics. You can be at peace when you know that certain paths and routes are not for you and other ones are. It allows you to sharpen your focus and make your best contribution in the areas where you have learned that you are good. So how do these things factor into scripture and the Christian life? And why did I come up with it in the first place? Is it one or the other? Or is it a mixture of both when it comes to thinking about them? My contention is that God gives us the power to get through any situation while trusting in him, even if we do not achieve our goals or are forced to work outside of our preferred area of expertise. So let's read 2 Timothy 1 verses 5 to 7. It says this, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lives first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and now I'm sure lives in you. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but a spirit of power and love and of self-discipline. So the context is that the Apostle Paul is encouraging his younger associate, Timothy, who had a role teaching in the Ephesian church and had been involved with Paul, taking the message of Jesus to many groups of people. So let's have a closer look at this passage. So in verse 5, Paul recalls the reality of Timothy's faith. He's seen it in his family, and by seeing him and knowing him personally, he's recognised it, that it's clearly present in his life. 
In verse 6, on the basis of that faith, which Paul knows Timothy possesses, he encourages him to rekindle the gift of God that he has been given. A number of things could be in view here, but it's likely it relates to his ability to teach others and share the gospel, given his role in the church. Finally, in verse 7, it broadens the scope of the passage with a contrast that is true for all Christians. We have not received a spirit of cowardice, and we have received a spirit of power and love and self-discipline. It is that part that I want to focus on. We often pray asking for strength and power to get through a certain situation, but this passage tells us that it's something we possess already. Now, we don't possess power, love and self-discipline in and of ourselves. We're not self-sufficient, but because we have a relationship with God, these are things that we can grasp by faith and claim in our lives. However, Paul also chooses to tell us that these things could be accessed by Christians while he was talking about Timothy's ministry. Paul could have mentioned many other things as well, but he chooses these three. God had given Timothy particular gifts to serve purposes in Ephesus and elsewhere, which cowardice would have prevented. God gives us what we need to persevere courageously in the work that he has given us to do, so it had a specific context. And let's also notice what Paul didn't say. He didn't say that millions would be converted by Timothy's ministry, or that the work would be easy, or that people would celebrate Timothy for his wonderful teaching each week. Rather, Timothy could know that it was possible to persevere in his ministry because of what God had already given to him, because of who he was as a Christian. Verse 7 makes it clear that this is for all Christians too. Isn't it amazing to know that God gives us the strength to keep going? This is a constant fact to which we have continual access because we know God and he lives in us. We've been given a spirit of power, love and self-discipline. We can keep coming back to this when life is hard. We know we can access God's power to live God's way in any circumstance. This takes the burden off us. We no longer need to live under the pressure that we can do or be anything. We also don't have to mope around in a mindset which tells us we can't change or grow. We can know with absolute certainty that the power of God is with us to live his way. Here is the central point. God's power enables us to live faithfully for him and be at peace with him. The growth and fixed mindsets we noted earlier are a problem because they are obsessed with ends and outcomes. In other words, will my inherent talent allow me to accomplish this? Or, alternatively, I can accomplish anything that I set my mind to, rather than, I will live a life trusting God and he will sort out the outcomes as I rely on, rely on the strength that he has given to me. It might be the third or fourth beacon I've quoted this, but Romans 8.28 reinforces this point and it says this, And we can know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. God will take care of us when we live for him. We may or may not become the people we hope or imagine ourselves to be, we may not reach all our goals. However, God gives us the power to, and strength to live his way as he achieves his goals in and through us. Ironically, in him we will reach our full potential, becoming the people we were always created to be. Even if we don't see it all come to fruition on this side of eternity, God knows how to shape his people into something truly good. So let's let him do it. Let me pray. Lord God, I thank you that you are at work shaping us and that, Lord, we have the promise of power, love and self-discipline as we live lives for you. 
Help us this week to rely on you and do that. Help us to see where we are trusting in ourselves or where we are failing to trust in you. And Lord, I pray that you will help us to have the courage and the strength to follow you in every single area of our lives and to shun the cowardice, which you told Timothy to shun as well. Let us live for you with our hearts fully confident that you can accomplish anything that you desire in us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.